I play that for a purpose because the topic we're going to wrestle with today, I like to use Star Wars as a good way to give a nice idea about what this topic is about. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is one of the most mystifying things that we just have a part of our life in our faith. The awesome thing about the Holy Spirit is it gives us so many things. It guides us. It, 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 it's a friend. It warns us. It connects to the throne of God. It speaks to our hearts. It gives us power. And not the power to levitate things and use a lightsaber as much as I would love to do that. Um, and last, this is my last Star Wars reference, so we're not talking about Death Stars all day. Um, but it gives us power. The Holy Spirit as a topic, though, is something that a lot of us kind of struggle with. And I believe the reason why we struggle with this is because uh, the Holy Spirit is a supernatural thing. We can't put it in a nice little box. We, we can't scientifically explain it. We, we like those kind of things. We like it when we can say, this is what it is. I can feel, touch, taste. I can, I can know, the, you know how it works. And yet it's one of the most important aspects of being a Christian. Today, we're going to kind of wrestle with what that means and what it does with our lives. Because I believe the, the, one of the most amazing part of following Jesus is the transformation and the empowerment that God gave us through the Spirit. So we're going to start with the, the arrival, you know, the, the, the coming of the Spirit, and we're going to actually start with the, the Jesus giving us an idea of what's to come. So John chapter 14, verse 16 says this. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And so throughout Jesus' ministry, he, he tells his disciples, listen, I, I'm going to have to go away. And they, I, they didn't really compute that. But before he does, he goes, hey, I, I want to send you someone. I want to send you a helper, an advocate. I want to send you someone to, to help you through these, these times without me here on earth. And then Jesus goes through his ministry. He, he, he dies on the cross. He, he, he's raised from the dead. And he, he spends the last little bit of time on earth before going back home to heaven. And he has a message to his followers. He says, listen, I, I need you to go and, and go back in the city because the, the helper is coming. The, the advocate's going to arrive here soon. And, and I'm sure, I try to put myself in the shoes of the disciples. I'm like, what, is, what does that even mean? We've just seen you do amazing things. What's going what's gonna to happen next? And I, get, I imagine the excitement. Like, we just saw our Savior raised from the dead, and he just flew up to heaven. What could be possibly happen next? Acts chapter 2 tells us. When the day of Pentecost came... They were all together in the same place. Suddenly, a sound, like a blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house 
where they were sitting. They saw what seemed like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. A supernatural moment that can't be explained. Got to understand something. In the Old Testament, when the prophets and leaders of Israel were, were speaking on God's behalf, they had temporary access to this power. It went, it spoke, it went away. And then Jesus comes to this world and dies for our sins and opens the gate. And the Holy Spirit now rests and is in our lives right now today. How amazing is that? And the beauty of the Holy Spirit, the beauty of what Jesus has done with this advocate, with this helper, it gives us someone to truly help transform us and empower us to help grow the kingdom of God. And we're going to go dive deep into the next two, those two topics over our time together. Transformation and empowerment. So saddle up, because we're going to have some fun with it. So the Holy Spirit is all about transformation. Transformation from the beginning of time. He was here and had a role in the, the creation of the world. The Bible tells us that his spirit uh, floated over the, 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 the depths of the darkness. He was there and, and present when chaos turned into amazing creation that God breathed life into. He would have been there when Adam and Eve were, were created. He would have been there when they fell to temptation. He would have watched as uh, sin hurt and killed, destroyed. He would have been there when God gave these temporary sacrifice uh, forgiveness to these animals. He would have been present when David struck down a giant. When he would have spoke to Samuel and say, hey, go anoint my king. He would have helped Elijah call down fire from heaven, shut mouths of lions that surrounded Daniel, took a little stroll with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fiery furnace, and spoke to Isaiah, Daniel, and all the prophets about the coming Messiah. And then one day, we fast forward in time, and Jesus is about to start his ministry. And before he starts his ministry, he has to be baptized. As a part of the, he, he, that's one thing he made sure he had to do. And his cousin, John, got to baptize him. And in this moment, this is what happens. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And the voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Imagine that. The Spirit came to Jesus first before he starts his ministry. Imagine that. An amazing thing that happens now with us, after the resurrection, now that we can have connection with us and connection to the Spirit, the Spirit does this thing to each one of us who, who said he is our Christ. He seals us. Paul puts it this way. Ephesians chapter 1, or verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you had heard the message of truth, 
the gospel of, our, of your salvation. When you believe, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So I love history, and you guys know this as you've heard some of my sermons, uh, and my students definitely know how much I love history, probably annoyingly so. Um, but the cool thing about history is it kind of gives us an insight of what happens in the world when Scripture is written. Now, guys, understand something. Back in, in, in Paul's time during the Roman Empire, they would use wax seals for important documents. And this is kind of a, a, an example of what they would have been. It would have been a, a big metal piece. They had a, a, a coat of arms or some kind of symbol that represented the creator of the actual document. And they would pour wax, stamp it. So when you got the, the piece of paper, before you even opened uh, the letter. You knew who the creator was. What Paul's saying to us is because of God, the authority, because of the blood of Jesus, we are now stamped with the seal of God. And that seal of God comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not a physical mark, not visible to the eye. It's a supernatural piece of marking that we carry with us wherever we go. The Old Testament prophets would have been really jealous because we got access to the Holy Spirit every day of the week. They just got it temporary. How special is that? How amazing is that? And when we say yes to Jesus and we we give our life to him, that seal is, is put on us and we are no longer property of our own. We belong to Jesus. First, or 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. I love that. I love that about Jesus. Because I know all the junk that I am, and the fact that he seals me with his blood and says, I am a new creation, boy, is that just words for celebration. I tell our students this all the time. When you bring Jesus into your life, when you say, I'm going to follow you, like completely, it changes everything. It changes the way you see tragedy. It changes the way uh, hope enters your life. It gives you a peace and understanding that you just can't comprehend in the middle of darkness. It changes everything. And boy, do we need that change. David Ivey is a work in progress. I need that forgiveness. I need that change every single day I wake up And when I sin and I mess up, because I do, that's what humans do, the Spirit is right there putting me back on track. And the same is with us, all of us, that God wants to change the course of your life, change the course of your journey through the Spirit. He wants to change your future. He wants to make something special of you. Romans 12, 2 tells us that, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I love what Paul says here because he doesn't tell us that we have to get our life together first. 
He doesn't say, you know what, before you say yes to Jesus, you have to get your sin taken care of. Before you go on this journey with him, you have to make sure that your life is in order. Um, it starts with the renewing of your mind. It starts here, and that reaches out to your actions. Because here's the thing. Without Christ, we can't do any of that stuff. We can't fight temptation. We definitely can't defeat sin. Without Christ, we cannot get through life the way he wants us to. So God is, wants to create us and make us the person we are, and it starts with our mind. And that's where transformation begins. That's where we can start taking those steps forward. Say yes, say yes to Jesus, allow him to penetrate your mind to your heart and then to your actions. The Spirit is about transformation. The Spirit is also about empowerment. Looking back at my life, I can pinpoint men and women that God has strategically placed in my world to make me who I am today. And one of them is here with us. My uncle Darren is uh, in town from North Carolina. Uh, and he's one of the men in my life that helped make me me. The same could be said about my grandmother Grace, my coaches, Coach McPhee, Coach Nowak, Alex Poindexter, Gene Smith, Marcus Fife, my beautiful wife. Those are the people that God has put in my life to empower David Ivey to be who I am today. And I know what's great is they're going to still be a part of that life, and there's going to be added people to my life as my future moves on that I don't even know yet. They're going to help empower me to be the better David Ivey in the future. And it's the same with each one of you. Each one of you has had people in your life to direct you, to empower you, to become the person you are right now. And you're going to have people in your life in the future to do the same thing. And it's all given to us by the Holy Spirit. He's directed those people. Even though they don't even know that's happening, that's what's happening. He likes to use people. And he loves to use his words. The Holy Spirit is a communicator. The Holy Spirit is a talker, and he loves to be heard. And he talks to us in all different ways. But I think one of the biggest, most important places that he speaks to our hearts is through his scripture. And let me tell you a bit of a story. So in my early uh, parts of ministry, I learned a, a very difficult lesson uh, that if I'm not careful in how I present something to a student, they're going to ask me a tough question. Uh, so I do this thing, and I still do it to this day and a, uh, you know, a little bit differently, but I like to call it, we used to call it David, Mr. Ivy's Neighborhood is my video series that I, would, I answer questions, but I just kind of started calling it Ask David Ivy Anything. And as a young mid-20-year-old, that's like a loaded, really loaded question. So I've, instead of, you know, just being prepared for something, I just said, ready, fire, aim, and I said, what do you guys want to know about Jesus? Christianity, faith, you name it, just throw it out there. And I had a middle school student, and I can remember to this day, says, I have a question for you. I go, what is it? How do I know if it's Jesus or Satan talking to me? And in the back of my brain and my internal monologue goes, oh, man. He could have asked anything like, why, don't I, why should I go on that website? Or, or how, how am I supposed to talk to my parents and honor them? Or, or how do I pray? Because I have like answers for those, this young man decided to make me work and give him an actual God answer. I'm like, sheesh. And so I took a deep breath and I said, well, 
The only way you're going to know the difference between Jesus and the enemy is if you know what's in his word. We have the, a physical book that gives us the literal words of God. If you don't know what's in there, you're going to have a hard time determining which is which. The Holy Spirit in that moment empowered me to give him that answer, and I, because I, that was not something that was in the you know, forefront of my mind in that moment. But I believe that's such a true statement. Your faith can never grow unless you memorize and know Scripture. Your faith will always stay at a certain level. The Holy Spirit can only penetrate so deep unless you, you pick up this book. And here's the beauty. We live in 2022, which is the future, and we have these little devices that in, this, in the palm of our hand, Bible, devotionals, podcasts, we just have to be intentional. So much of, of, of memorizing Scripture and knowing Scripture is us being intentional. And, you know, we, I wish I had, like, some magical thing that can make, hey, you can do this now, uh, but I have to do it myself. I don't have someone, as I don't have a, a parent kicking me out of bed and say, it's time to wake up and read your Bible. I have to do this myself. You cannot grow your faith unless you make it intentional. And once again, you have these amazing things, these, these, this technology, and you can set alarms. Like, it's amazing. You, you, actually, you can set an alarm for your spouse on your like, calendar if you want them to read. It's a neat thing. Maybe it is. I think it is. But you'll never grow closer to God. You're, you're, you're not going to grow that connection to the Spirit unless you read Scripture. And the amazing thing that I've learned over my lifetime is that I can read a piece of Scripture over and over and over for years. And for some reason, one day I can turn to that same piece of Scripture and the Holy Spirit will, will reveal something new to me within that piece of Scripture and I grow because of it. I see it in a way that I've never seen it before. And that's not David Ivy just trying to figure it out. That's the Spirit speaking to my heart through his word. I also believe that he, he coaches and speaks to us directly in so many ways. Have you ever been like wrestling with something? Like, like, like really wrestling with something. And all of a sudden, a random like answer to that circumstance kind of pops into your head. That's the Holy Spirit. Uh, have you ever been tempted to maybe do something and you do you, 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 that mental game, if I go this direction, do this step, this step, and all of a sudden you know you start going down that rabbit hole mentally and you realize, man, something's not right there. That's the Holy Spirit warning you. Have you ever spouse to say, hey, what's on your mind? It's the Holy Spirit using your wife or your husband to, to, to kind of see what's going on. Have you ever been de just devastated? I know some of us were really devastated this week. We turn on the news and we hear the heartbreak in Texas. In the midst of all that pain and suffering, the only thing that brought us any kind of comfort was the Holy Spirit. This happens all the time. We can hear the Spirit better when we are focusing our life more on Christ. 
And like I said, there's people in our lives that God has put there to help us through this journey. God uses them, the Spirit uses them all the time to speak to you. Ever got a text message or a phone call out of nowhere from someone and they're just addressing the thing you're wrestling with? Have you ever been driving down the highway and your child says, hey, why did you do that? That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you did something wrong today. Um, God uses the Holy Spirit through people to guide us towards him. He's put pastors, he's put parents, spouses, uncles, aunts, coworkers, children, neighbors, friends in our life for that purpose. Like I said, the Spirit wants to transform you. That's his goal. And so often he uses all those means to speak to us and do so. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 gives us a little more insight too. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. You know what that means? That means that when the Spirit's done talking to us, he then goes to the Father and the Son and talks to them, to them for us. He intercedes for us. That's an awesome that the Holy Spirit wants to make sure that God it, it hears the things that we may not even know we're wrestling with. That's amazing. And that's what the power of the Holy Spirit's about. So he uses words. He also uses, uses skills to empower us. God has given each of us a job, a mission to complete. And he's given us the tools to do so. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says this, there are all kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are all kinds of service, but the, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one of, of the manifested of the Spirit is given for common good. The Spirit has empowered you to do good in this world. The Spirit has empowered you for a mission and has given you the things to take care of this mission. And that's one of the many things the church is for. The church is built for many things, but one of the things that he, he, the Spirit uses for is use the church to give you the tools to do what you need to do and give you the place to do it. Polaris Christian Church is a safe place for you to hone those skills in. Polaris Christian Church is a safe place for you to learn what those are. We have children that walk through those doors every Sunday, and they need you. They need you to talk to them about how awesome Jesus is. They need you to sit down and play a silly game with them. They need you to tell them they're worth something more. They need you. On Wednesday nights, we have teenagers who, who from all kinds of backgrounds that come into our, our, our church. They need you. They need you to listen to their stories and listen to what's going on in their life. They need you to encourage them that, hey, yes, life can be really crazy right now, but you can get through it. They need you to, to, to tell them, listen, I've been in your shoes. I've made those mistakes. I know that heartbreak. They need you. Polaris Christian Church and the, every church in this nation cannot do the thing that God wants them to do without you. He needs you. If God's given you 
musical talent. There's a place for you here. If God's given you computer knowledge, there's a place for you here. If God's given you the heart to help the least of these, there's a place for you here. If God's has made you really friendly, we can always use a cheerleader. Places for you here. And God has given you so many different gifts. And like I said, we can't do without you. This church thing doesn't work without you. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 tells us, just as a, just as a body, uh, though one, there are many parts. But all uh, its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. You want to make an impact in your world? This is the safe place to do it. This is where you grow because God has empowered you to do great things. There are many different ways that the Holy Spirit can do things in our lives. And if you want to uh, kind of read a little more, we've been going through this book called Core 52 as a church. Um, and, and in Core 52, uh, page 255 and 50, uh, 256, kind of give you some more aspects on that. If you would love to know more about it, we got some books in the back for you. Uh, but we'd love for you to take some time this week and read through that chapter on the Holy Spirit because it is very impactful and very powerful. And I think the most, more you read about uh, God and, and the more you read about the things in, uh, of his spirit, the more you'll grow your faith. But I think the bottom line of my message tonight is this. We have a God that cares about you care for you so much that he sent you a, a, a partner in crime, the Holy Spirit, to help your decisions, to give you a voice and hear your voice, to accomplish a mission. The Holy Spirit is truly a helper and an advocate. And he's that bridge that we need between us and God until we can see God face to face. The Spirit, the Spirit gives us comfort when things don't make sense. The Spirit gives us peace when we are so heartbroken. The Spirit is with us through the burdens and darkness. The Spirit is there to transform our hearts, our minds, and our actions. And the Spirit is here to empower you. Like I said, the deeper you go in this thing, the deeper you spend time in Scripture, the more time you have, and I think the quiet time is hard for a lot of us uh, because a lot of us don't like quiet. A part of that is because of our culture today. Everything's constantly going. You constantly got to move. You constantly got to check your phone, check your email, check what's going on, on social media. Make sure you say how to your kids, take them to practice. Have you dealing with practice. You got to tell your wife, maybe have dinner with them. And next thing you know, you're at the end of the day and you've spent zero time with Jesus. And you're like, where are you? He's like, how about you pause? My spirit's trying to speak to you, but you're too loud. I encourage you to take that time and listen He's constantly trying to speak to you because he has something for you to say. He's got something for you to do. He's got someone for you to become. The band's going to come up and play one last song. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul tells us that uh, we need to be filled with the Spirit, speak to one another in psalm and hymn and, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the same name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to welcome the Spirit in your heart in this moment. Invite him right now, right where you are, to speak to you. I think one of the, the to me, the, 
music speaks to me. Um, I can't sing very well, but music speaks to me. And in, in this next couple minutes, I invite you to invite the Spirit in. Be quiet. Ease your mind. If you have a phone, turn it off for two, three minutes right now and allow God to speak and the Spirit to move in you. Let's pray. God, this world is so noisy. And yet you have a spirit that wants to transform and empower us. Sometimes this world, with all the things that are going on, the good, the bad, the heartache, and the, and the ugly, we don't take time and, and, and just welcome that spirit in. We don't, we don't acknowledge that that's what's given us peace. We don't, we don't take a moment and really listen to what you're saying. And so often we allow the noise, the thunder, the, the earthquake, the, the heartache to be louder than your voice. And God, for those times in my life where I have not stopped and listened to you, I ask for forgiveness. But God, as we praise your name, we invite you in right now. Where we are in our lives in this moment, we invite you in. Speak to us. We pray this in your name. Amen.